Hello and welcome back to the One Final Note podcast. I'm host one, Aaron. And I'm host two, Edward. And today we're going to be doing a dive into one of our favorite bands, the Talking Heads. Talking Heads. Absolutely incredible. You know, they had the art rock, they had the post-punk, they had the new wave, they had it all. Yeah, they even had bits of Afrobeat like in the middle of their career. Oh yeah, definitely. That's a huge part of their sound, I think. Mm-hmm. Um they're someone whose influence stretches, you know, many, many miles. Many without, genres, many decades, just one of the best to ever do it. Yes, without the Talking Heads, we would not have, you know, Vampire Weekend. We wouldn't have quite a bit. Um, and the Talking Heads, along with uh, Peter Gabriel and Paul Simon's Graceland, really introduced a lot of world sounds oh, to yes. modern music. Um but today we're going to be talking about uh, the Talking Heads, one of Art Rock's finest. Uh, you want to dive right in? Yeah, let's go right in. So we start off with their debut album, Talking Heads 77. Um, I can understand how people really, really love this album. I don't really care for this album that much. It feels like a stepping stone, though, and that's oh, definitely. one thing I like about it Yeah, a lot. it's definitely a good, strong opener, but not as strong as their later work. Yeah, I would agree. Um, my favorite off of there is Tentative Decisions. That, that is a good one. My, my standout slash radio hit has to be Psycho Killer. That yeah. bass line's addictive. Everything about it is just so original. And uh, I agree. That is a great song. Uh, my dad... Uh, I'm going to be mentioning my dad a lot for this one because the Talking Heads are one of his favorite bands and uh, he was the one that really got me into them. But my dad... Uh, he always said that if he were to ever get a tattoo, he would get it to say the I hate people when they're not polite from Psycho Killer. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> yes. Um, underrated song, I had No Compassion. I had Happy Day. I just love how, I know you're going to, It's. It, I can get why it's annoying, but I just love, oh, happy day. It's yeah. just so original. It's like, because uh, he he's on the spectrum, not not dissing him or anything. He's really on the spectrum, yeah. and it just shows like his inflections like that are just awesome. It makes the music more unique to me. That does make That's it why unique. I love it. Um, that is my song that should not be. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just found it repetitive and annoying, personally. And not, not that there's anything wrong with repetition, you yeah. know, but repetition can can get bad. Yeah, I mean, that inflection is definitely annoying, yes. but I've just grown accustomed to it. Mm-hmm. My, my song that should not be is First Week, Last Week, Carefree. Yeah. That's so wasn't, just one I forget about constantly. Yeah, I pretty much forget this album exists. I always wish that the song Don't Worry About the Government sounded better than it did, because that's a sweet title. Oh, yeah, that's definitely. It's very on-brand for Talking Heads. And <laughs> it's just not a very good song, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, we move on to, I think, a monumentally better album, uh, More Songs About Buildings and Food. I mm-hmm. love that album. The, I first love the, cover. Of, the first of three collaborations with Brian Eno. Yep. And uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say that this one, you can't really hear much of the Eno You influence. can't hear the Eno-isms. Yes, the way you can on later things. Um, favorite song on there, Found a Job. Found a Job was really good. I remember watching Stop Making Sense again, and that one was awesome. My standout was Thank You for Sending Me an Angel. Oh, that's a great that song. That was a really good one. Um, my underrated pick, and uh, I think this is my pal Brody's favorite song, maybe by the Talking Heads, and I know it's his favorite song on this album, is I'm Not in Love. That song is awesome. It, it's no 10cc I'm Not in Love, but it is really good. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, my, my sleeper hit is The Good Thing. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to believe this. Bruh. <laughs> uh, 
the my song that should not be is the good thing. My song that should not be is Stay Hungry. I like Stay Hungry. And that's not as good as the, the Twisted Sister Stay Hungry. Uh, th- that might I, be. I, I'm, I'm just a huge Twisted Sister fan. I Thank, got to meet thanks, Dee Dad. Snyder. I am jealous. Uh, the guy in front of me in line was, um, he didn't want to pay Dee Snyder for like the interaction, which he had to do. It was at a horror convention and Dee yeah. Snyder was there. And the guy's like, how much is just a handshake? And Dee Snyder's like, well, you're going to buy a headshot of an, or an autograph or buy a selfie or something. But, you know, sit, sitting up here, you know, shooting the breeze with me. It's not free, you know. Yeah. And the guy told D. Snyder that he was an a-hole. And D. Snyder stood up. D. Snyder is very tall. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and the guy got escorted out. It was awesome. <laughs> I feel like D. could have just punched him once and he would have been flying through the door. Yeah, I, uh, I had D. sign my... Uh, I don't have it anymore, but I had a forty-five of The Kids Are Back and I Want to Rock that That's, I had D. Snyder sign. Yeah, Kids Are Back is probably my favorite song by them. I love that. Me too. Um, how, how much was the interaction, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, the autograph was 50, 50, I think. A selfie was 65. Um, I was fine with an autograph and a handshake. And, I mean, if you're buying something, then he will shoot the breeze with you. You know. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, as someone who goes to a lot of cons, sometimes I don't really care for it when people are like, it costs money to talk. Yeah, you know? I mean, time is money, Oh, time is but... Absolutely. If you're gonna charge that much for your time, yeah, I mean, what um, else you got going on? You haven't dropped a Twisted Sister album in almost three decades. Yeah, so he's kind of milking it, you know. Yeah, definitely. Um, but uh, yeah, it was cool. Anyways, right. back to back, back to the Talking Heads. Um, I uh, I disagree that the Talking Heads stay hungry is is bad. Personally, um, I love that song. Uh, we move on to Fear of Music. This one you can hear the enoisms. The enoisms, one hundred percent. Fave, I think it's probably your radio one, Life During Life Wartime. During Wartime, that might be my favorite of theirs overall. So I like that. here's the second dad story about Life During Wartime. Anytime anybody mentioned any classic rock, Boston, Kansas, Aria Speedwagon, Journey, Sticks, any of that, my dad. If I had a dollar for every time my dad said, while everyone was listening to Journey, I was listening to Life During Wartime. I have heard that <laughs> so many times throughout my entire life. And it made me dislike the Talking Heads when I was a kid because it's like, God, this is all my dad talks about. Yeah, they must exactly. suck, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, you know, when I was a little kid, my dad's ringtone used to be Jane Says by Jane's Addiction because he yeah. loves Jane's Addiction. So I got so sick of hearing it that I was like, they suck and now I love them, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, Life During Wartime, obviously a great song. Thank you, Dad. You know, thank you for turning me on to The Talking Heads. Uh, it's an amazing song. Um, underrated pick, I had Animals. My underrated pick was Paper. I also, like, I like Paper a, a lot. Track. It, it's weird how most of the song titles are just like objects. Or one word, yeah. Yeah, just like obscure. I mean, that might be because of the oblique cards Brian Eno had. Because mm-hmm. I, I want to own that deck because he sells them. And it's just, like, supposed to help your creativity oh, and all that. Oblique Strategies? Yeah, Oblique yeah. Strategies. I asked for that for Christmas and didn't get, <laughs> get it, so maybe my next paycheck will go towards that. Yeah, that's but, awesome. This one you can definitely yeah. hear, the Enoisms, um, especially on, like, Izimbra, you know, oh, with yeah, the production Oh, yeah, yeah, especially that, that. You get the Afro beat, too. Yeah. That, you'll prob- that you hear a lot more of in the next album. Yes. Um, my song that should not be drugs. My song that should not be is animals. And drugs was my close second. Okay. I almost chose drugs, and I'm like, wait. Drugs not just, animals. Eh, not for me. Yeah. 
Like I know it's I say anti drugs, but yeah, we are anti drugs on the podcast. Um, but I we should make mention <laughs> that in between Fear of Music and the next one, um, they recorded My Life in the Bush of Ghosts. Yes, which, which is another Eno, Eno slash Talking Heads collaboration, even yeah. though it was just David Byrne. And Chris France and Tina Weymouth and Jerry Harrison do appear on it, but mm-hmm. only on like one or two of the songs. Uh, My Life in the Bush of Ghosts, absolutely excellent. If you, uh-huh. Yeah, I, I've heard that, and then I've heard their other collaboration they did in like the mid-2000s. Yeah, um, both absolutely excellent, and you can hear a lot of My Life in the Bush of Ghosts on how uh, Remain in Light Remain in Light came out. And Remain in Light, definitely, this is, like, probably the most Afrobeat-centric, I would say, Yeah, maybe, like, the, I don't want to call it a gateway album, but, I mean, it kind of makes sense, because you're not going to go right into Fela Kuti and be oh. like, oh, I like this. Yeah, no. No, you need, a, you, need a good, you need a good starting point, and Talking Heads do that. I agree. Um, my favorite, Born Under Punches, the heat that, goes that one, on. That one's really good. I had... I had Once in a Lifetime, of course. Naturally, that's the, that's yeah. the staple. Absolutely. Um, my brother had me play that at his wedding. It was really cool. Um, but I just love the Born Under Punches. And it has it takes a lot of cues because they also like funk music. It's a huge part of the Talking oh, yeah. Heads, too. Yeah, it? I mean, Tina Weymouth's bass playing is all funk. Oh, yeah. Um, Born Under Punches has these kind of like keyboard or bass sides that are like, which are very very p-funk in mm-hmm. style definitely parliament you know bernie worrell who would go on to play with the talking heads yeah um underrated the great curve i was gonna say with uh what was it once in a lifetime i remember seeing a post somewhere and they were like what's the what's the most true lyric you remember listening to i'm like there is water at the bottom of the ocean yes i'm that, like there's you can't you there can't. is water water at the bottom of the ocean. Right. Same as it ever was. Same as it ever was. <laughs> All right. So yeah, you're under you're under uh, underrated one. pick was the Great Curve. Great Curve. Mm-hmm. I had Cross Eyed and Painless. Also a that great one was. Song. I remember they closed with that and stopped making sense, and yes. that was just so, so a great good. closer for that. Yeah. Uh, the song should not be for me. Seen and not seen. That's what I had too. Seen and not. I seen. like it. I love it. That's a perfect album in my opinion. Remain mm-hmm. in light. But if I had to ditch one. <laughs> okay, Fantano. Yeah. Strong ten out of ten. Yeah. Um, but that that's be the only one I dropped if I had to. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We move on to speaking in tongues, which it's I. The- I love speaking in tongues. It is really good. It's and the it's first also one. the longest uh, span between albums, too. It was three years in between. Wow. I did not know that, that it was the longest between them. Well, yeah, just, yeah, it was 80 to 83. Yeah. And then 83 to 85, then 86, then 88. And so on and so forth. Okay. Um, this is the first collaboration since uh, the first album to not be produced by Brian Eno. And this one kind of befalls something similar that we talked about with um uh was it i believe nine inch nails where Mm -hmm. the fragile kind of just felt like you know the downward spiral part two yeah speaking in tongues has a bit more of the funk elements that we got in remain in light but it's a bit more pop centric and there's nothing wrong with pop centric um but uh my least favorite song on this album is a song i hate i cannot stand that song but calm down for a second yes. to get, let's get to the good let's first. get to the good stuff first yes what did you have my standout of course burning down the house i got a funny story with that my uh my, this was around 2014 this was around when dj snake was a household name yeah. he had that song with little john turned down for what 
we were listening to burning down the house me and my mom in the car and whenever the chorus came up, she was like, turning down for what? I'm like, you did not just do that. Yeah. <laughs> oh I'm like, that's, that's amazing, That's Mom. a cursed mashup. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that's mine. How about you? Uh, for me, Girlfriend is Better. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my sleeper choice. Yeah, so I only chose Girlfriend is Better as my fave and not my sleeper choice because the performance of Girlfriend is Better on Stop Making Sense, Sense is so iconic. And that's the, that's where they get the namesake of the movie. Yep. And that's where they get the big suit. As we get older, we stop making sense. Um, underrated song for me, Moon Rocks. I love Moon Rocks. Yeah, Moon Rocks was good. Yes. Um, what did uh, what was your song that should not be? Pull Up the Roots. I love Pull Up the Roots. Mine was Swamp. I you don't like swamp? swamp? I thought it was okay. I skipped Swamp when I watched Stop Making Sense. I'll skip Swamp uh, I, I, from listening to the album. I skipped the Tom Tom Club. Oh, and I, yeah. I, I didn't because I haven't listened to Dave Burns solo I stuff. Be bad. <laughs> I don't listen to the David Burns solo stuff. I'm, I feel like I should, but that, the two songs he does from that one, the Catherine Wheel, he does yeah, the Catherine uh, Wheel's the name of the album, and what a day that was. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have known those songs. I just thought they were Talking head songs. I love you know? what a day that was. That's one of my favorites. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I'll skip Swamp, and I might skip Tom Tom Club unless I feel like cringing when Chris France goes, James Brown, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, we move on to Little Creatures. A lot I, of people think this is the beginning of the end for I the band. I would be, I'm one of those people. I agree with that. And some people even feel that Little Creatures is just speaking in tongues, part two as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but Little Creatures, the favorite, I think we probably have the same for the fan favorite in mine. I believe so. Is it a name of a crash level in Crash Bandicoot? And she was? <laughs> no, not and she was. Road to Nowhere. Oh, no. And she was for me. Yeah, and she was was close to being my sleeper hit. I just think Road to Nowhere sticks out a lot more to me. I, I can see that. Yeah, and um, she was is really good, though. And she was, I think, is covered on the Sky High soundtrack. Let's and that go. was my first exposure to the. Because I used to think it was Randy Newman that sang it on the Sky <laughs> and High. She was. Yeah. It was, it was like. No doubt about it. You know, and so, uh, at least on the cover, and I was like, Randy Newman and she was, and it just doesn't exist, and I'm, I can't find it. And it turned out to be because it was somebody covering it for the Sky High soundtrack. Do you know who that was off the top of your head or no? I don't. I can find it. Because it almost sounded like the Proclaimers just... Oh, it was the Proclaimers. No. And she was, and she was. <laughs> uh, my underrated pick was Television Man. My sleeper hit was Give Me Back My Name. That's a good one, too. Some words are... I just love the the modulation and keys for yeah. the chorus and music nerd talk. Did that... That album had Bernie Worrell playing keys on it, as well as speaking in tongues, right? I believe so. Yeah, I believe so, too. Um, we should mention, though, because we forgot to, speaking in tongues was the last tour the Talking Heads did. They stopped touring during that tour because of some technical difficulties with the lamp, with uh, um, This Must Be The Place. Uh, and they never toured again after that. So um, Stop Making Sense is literally a snapshot of the last tour that the Talking Heads ever did, which I think is incredible. Um, mm-hmm. Until they got inducted in the Hall of Fame and yes, they did three songs. True. But that's not really a tour. No, And the tone was terrible yeah. <laughs> at that performance. Yep. Um, and you could tell that David didn't want to be there. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, but the song should not be for me on Little Creatures, Stay Up Late. I had television, man. You and the songs that have television in the title, man, I tell you. Throw away your television from the Chili Peppers and this. I, I, I read books. I don't watch TV. Yeah. I'm, I'm smart. Yeah. 
Um, but for me, stay up late. I hate like the mom had a baby and its head popped off. Yeah, and yeah. Songwriting definitely took a dive after. Mm-hmm. I'd even say remain in light, even though I love speaking in tongues. Oh yeah. Um, true stories. Uh, some people view it as an album. Some view it as the, like, soundtrack, the soundtrack to the movie, the movie. Some view it as both. Have you seen the movie? I have. Yes. I have not yet. How is it? It is interesting. To interesting. Say the least. That's what I. That's what I've heard. It's um, that it's just weird. It's not bad, but it's different. You know, mm-hmm. it's uh, the segments with David Byrne are cool. You know, but John Goodman that was like one of his first uh, big roles, and yeah. he absolutely kills it. It's great. Oh yeah, John Goodman's an underrated actor. I agree. Um, I hope that we have the same favorite song on this one. Wild Wild Life? Yes. Yeah, that's okay. like the only song I remember from this album. So, uh, this album, and I'm sure this story has been told many a time, so we probably won't be the first to hear it. This album gave Radiohead their name. Yep. Uh, and when... Didn't David Byrne induct them into the Hall of Fame and he had mentioned that? I believe so, yes. Yeah. Um, Wild Wild Life is my favorite. The underrated song I had is People Like Us. That's my that's my underrated pick, too. I love that song. Yeah. Um, that one, I noticed the credits on that album. Now on streaming, it's credited to the Talking Heads, comma, Jerry Harrison. But none of the other ones are. That's really weird. So I have no idea why Jerry Harrison is getting a separate credit. Only on True Stories, though. Um, yeah. Which is just weird to me. It's very weird to me, too. Um, the song that should not be got Papa Legba. I got Puzzling Evidence. I like Puzzling Evidence. But um, Papa Legba, just the his lyrics and delivery on that, mm-hmm. eh, you know. Yeah. It's a very forgettable album, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Wild Wild Life is a great song. That should go yeah, on that's any, definitely. any person's, you know, greatest hits comp. Yeah, definitely. Them. Uh, and then we move to... The swan song, um, Naked. Would you call it a swan song, though? Uh, no, I would call it I would a... I call it a drowning swan. I would call it a pigeon song. Pigeon song. <laughs> um, because, boy, did they go out with a fizzle. <laughs> yeah, they they were... Uh, this is not a good album, ladies and gentlemen. Um, best song on it, I hope it's the same. Nothing, Nothing but, but flowers. flowers. Yeah. Uh, Thank you, Clerks too. You know, because <laughs> I would have never. Shout out li- Kevin Smith. I literally would have never heard this song because I would not touch it because of the cover. Oh yeah, that cover is horrendous. Cover is terrible. The cover for Little Creatures is also terrible. See, I like it because it looks innocent. Okay. Except for the guy holding the planet. Yeah, that. Is, yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, naked, terrible album cover, and they say you can't judge a book by its cover, but in this case, ladies and you, gentlemen, you avoid naked. That, yeah, so you said avoid, avoid judging a book by its cover. This is a CD, so we can judge that all the covers we want. That is album, so. Um, <laughs> favorite Nothing But Flowers, uh, featuring Johnny Marr on guitar. Fun fact. I did not know that. Yep. Uh, he played guitar on this album. Johnny Marr being from the Smiths. Yes. And uh, various other projects. Mm-hmm. Uh Underrated song, The Democratic Circus. I had Ruby Deer. I was close to putting Democratic Circus. Democratic Circus, I pretty much picked it because of the title. and I re- Yeah, it's and a I, really cool title. I do like the song as well, but uh, song should not be Big Daddy. Big Daddy, that's yeah, what I had too. That song is awful. Yeah, it's so bad. I don't know why so, they so even bad. made this album. <laughs> um, live review, because that concludes the albums and... I wish that we had more to say about Naked, but yeah. there was nothing we could say to make it better, nothing we could say to tear it down any further. Exactly. Um, so on to the live review, I think we both used Stop Making Sense. Yeah, we both, yeah, I, I made sure I did. Did you do, like, 
How did you do it? Did you just view it as a whole, or did you like break it down song by song? Oh, I just or... watched the whole thing. Well, I, I watched, watched the whole thing, too. I'm just saying, did you like pick out any highlight moments? or? Oh, uh, yeah. Jogging around the stage. That mm-hmm. If he did that for every show of the tour, that's nuts. If that was something that was not exclusive to the movie... To the movie, yeah. Uh, I know that the lamp dancing wasn't exclusive to the movie, because, like I said, that's they had technical difficulties with it, and it made David so mad that they stopped touring. Mm-hmm. Um, but the absolute raw energy that comes off of the stage. First of all, stop making sense. Thank you, Jonathan Demi. Literally the greatest concert film of all time. Oh yeah, that's opinion. definitely up there. I was gonna say when you have a soon-to-be Academy Award-winning director directing your movie, of Silence of the Lambs fame, you know, it's just awesome. Like the only other person you could compare that to is Martin Scorsese With doing the last, the last Waltz, Waltz. And, and even even that new. Bob Dylan movie he did for Netflix, Rolling, the Rolling Thunder. Thunder Re- yeah, that's, I haven't seen it yet. That's but, really good. Yeah, so uh, Scorsese loves Dylan. Um, but um, the thing is, with the Last Waltz, it still has elements of documentary with it as yeah. well. Whereas, you know, it's not making sense. Stop making it's just sense. Pure, pure performance. Yeah, and it's it's weird. It's like an art piece. You know, yeah, it feels exactly. like performance yeah. art. Yeah, the way I looked at it was I took it based on three songs spanning the entire catalog at that point. So I, I went with the opener with Psycho Killer. I don't remember it starting the way it did. A better version than the, 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 studio, the studio version? version. No. Yep. No. 100%. No, dude. It, I, I love it. I love the... And that comes in when he starts moving Whenever, around. Oh, that was sick. Yeah, I love that. I love... I want to hear Tina Weymouth's bass lines, no, though. That's, I could live without oh, that in dude. exchange for but Stop Making it, it is. It is definitely different, and I like it that. It is. Um, Just, wh- it's bold to walk out there with like a like a little... Radio, just press play and then you just play along song, with that. I got a tape I'd like to play. <laughs> yeah, um, it's just sweet like that. And then, life during wartime. I just love how it had so much more energy than in the studio. Yes. Uh, um, one thing about stop making sense. It made me hate Swamp more. Um, <laughs> I uh, was like, why would they ever play this live? Um, but. Uh, I forget what song it's during, but when it comes up with the words on the screen, the red background. I forgot which one that was, too. But that's really cool. That gives mm-hmm. it elements of Eno-esque installation performance oh, yes. art, you know. Yes. And um, then... Yeah, that's absolutely... If you've never seen Stop Making Sense, it is essential viewing. I would even recommend it to people who don't like... Like, not music people, you know. Like, if you're a film person and you want to know what the best concert film of all time is... Stop making sense. You have to. It's the Citizen Kane of concert movies. I would agree. And I mean, I'm not that big fan of a. I'm not that big a fan of Citizen Kane, but I can just, I can just say it's like that level of iconic yes, status. Even though Citizen Kane is no longer considered the greatest movie of all time, Who's it has it? been dethroned by Vertigo. By Vertigo. Alfred Hitchcock's wow. Vertigo. That's a really good movie. I don't yes. think it's my favorite of all time, but it is really good. Yes, it is very good. Um, mm. But that's kind of like that, now what people are switching it to. That's that's really crazy. I never heard that. So. Mm-hmm. And then the last song I took a look at was uh, This Must Be The Place. Oh, and what a beautiful song. Yeah, it's uh, it was just sonically and visually pleasing. The harmonies were all on point. And I love how each song feels like a mini movie. Whenever you watch it, there's always something different yep, happening. Something different. Like, like you mentioned, they were running around the stage during one song. The big suit comes out during yep. "Girlfriend Is Better." There's a lot the of iconic go moments nuts on him on a couple songs, and uh, 
one thing that I love about Stop Making Sense too, much like uh, I we had mentioned earlier on a previous episode, every member is so important on exactly, that performance. Yes. Um, David, obviously, in just like full showman, you know, mm-hmm. Tina's grooving around. She's doing the crab walk with the, you know, the... Yeah. The, not like the Rob Trujillo crab walk, but the uh, <laughs> you know the uh, the Tina crab walk, yeah. and Jerry Harrison just always looks like he's having a blast. He's yeah. always got a smile on his face. You know, you know he was originally in the Modern Lovers. Yeah, in, I remember hearing that. Yeah, with the same with the drummer of the Cars, he was in it too. Yeah, I um, forgot what his name was. It's not Greg Hawks. He's the keyboard player. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, it's weird. I can't. I can't remember the drummer, but I remember everybody else. Yeah. Uh, and then Chris France's drumming is really oh, good. Oh, yes, it's very, very good, especially on the closer cross-sided pants. Yes, and the, the guest musicians that they have, yeah. oh, my God. So, so good. The other guy that they got on guitar, he's insane. He was great. Yeah, and Bernie Worrell on keys. What was the song that David Byrne did that guitar solo for? That was probably the most crazy guitar solo I've ever seen. I don't know. I don't remember right now. I don't remember either. I'll have to look back, but, but it was, he, him doing that solo was just crazy. I agree. But Bernie Worrell on keys, dude. Incredible. Mm-hmm. We really lost one with that. I mean, like, he played with everybody. P-Funk, Talking Heads, Les Claypool, Buckethead, you know. He mm-hmm. knew what was up. Exactly. And it was awesome of the Talking Heads to surround themselves with such good musicians. Because, you know, everybody gives David crap for being self-absorbed or uh-huh. whatever. And, I mean, you got to have an ego to be a performance artist, in my opinion. Exactly. You know? um, but he absolutely hit the nail on the head with performance art. And I watched American Utopia with my dad because my dad wanted to see how it held up to um, stop making sense. And I told him, like, we got to view these as separate things because this isn't the talking heads. You know, this is David Byrne. And it's very, very different, but it is very, very good. Yeah, I've been meaning to look into that, too. Spike Lee did a great job. Yeah, I forgot he directed that. Mm -hmm. It's a Spike Lee joint. (laughs) Uh, On that, you want to do the rankings? Let's do it. Number eight. We can both agree that it is naked. Naked. Now here's where we break up, I assume. Possibly. Number seven, Talking Heads 77. I had true stories. Number six, Little Creatures. Six, I had Talking Heads 77. Five, I had true stories. Five, I had Little Creatures. Four, I had Fear of Music. Um, I had more songs about buildings and food at number four. Three, I had more songs. Three, I had Speaking in Tongues. Two, I had Speaking in Tongues. Two, I had Remain in Light. And one I have remained in light. I had Fear of Music at number one. That was like my... That's all, I, I knew after I listened to it for the first time, I'm like, I can't... Nothing will top this to me. So I wanted to bring this up to you because I had talked about this with somebody else before. 77 feels like a punk record. Yes. Fear of Music feels like a post-punk record. Uh-huh. More songs and Remain in Light feel like new wave albums. Uh-huh. You know? And it's like... I know that's not the release order of them, but they all have a certain sound to them. Yes. And uh, I think it's really cool. Like, if somebody asked me to make the top five new wave albums of all time, Remain in Light would appear. If somebody asked me to make the top five post-punk albums of all time, Fear of Music would appear. If somebody asked me to make the top 50 uh, honorable punk mention rock, punk albums. Yeah, an honorable mention would go to uh, 77. Yeah. They just have such a wide variety of sounds. and They do. And... It's just a real shame they couldn't make it work, but it adds to the mythos, in my opinion. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, I read Chris Francis' book, Remain in Love, and 
dude spends over half of it just tearing David Byrne down, you know? And it's like, I wish they could make it work, obviously, because a reunion tour would sell like hotcakes. Oh, definitely. But David is so stubborn that he wouldn't do it. Tina and Chris, too stubborn to do it. And Jerry Harrison's touring with Adrian Ballou right now, what? doing Remain in Light, 40th anniversary. They Whoa, play what? They play the album in full. Adrian Ballou and Jerry Harrison. Adrian Ballou being of King Crimson fame, yes, among and, other things. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, amongst other things. And he played guitar on uh, Remain in Light, too. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. That's why he's touring it with them. Uh, and he... Uh, I, I think that... I wish they could make it work, obviously. Oh, yeah, I would love to see them live, too, but... But I'll see David when he comes through. You oh, know? yeah, for sure. I might skip Jerry Harrison doing Remain in Light. Um, that might be cool if we see like footage or something. That would be cool, but um, but yeah, Chris and Tina, you can just tell they're still real salty about how things shook out, mm-hmm. um, and that's okay because Tom Top Club's not worth a crap. Exactly. <laughs> um, um, the best thing about the Tom Tom Club is that it's used in that episode of It's Always Sunny when they're all dancing to yeah. Genius of Love at the Jukebox. <laughs> what will you do when you get out of jail? <laughs> oh man. Uh, so. On that one final note, thank you and goodbye. And talking heads forever.